More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Gonna tell it like it really is We know Haney doesn't give a shh Silencing critics, eliminate misses Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better Everybody knows the name, read about it We're golf teachers, hall of fame, never doubt it It's time for the truth, here's our dude You're listening to Haney You're listening to Haney You're listening to Haney it's time for the truth, here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Yeah. Listening to Haney. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast. Hank Haney here with you this morning. Well, let's talk about the match. The Capital One's the match. Champions for charity. Oh boy. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. And uh, I had predicted that this was going to be good. You know, I referred to the match that they did the week before as a little league match leading up to this match. And I mean, when you've got the two goats, you've got Tiger Woods and Tom Brady, and then you've got arguably one of the top five best quarterbacks. And I would say arguably one of the top 10 best golfers ever in Phil Mickelson and, and uh, Peyton Manning as your other two players in the foursome, I think you've got, you've got something special. And I, I knew this was going to be good. I mean, I, I don't know if everybody liked it as much as I did, but I, I'll tell you what, I loved it. I thought it was, it was fantastic. It was refreshing. Uh, you know, I love seeing golf on TV when they had the Rory McIlroy, Dustin Johnson, Matthew Wolf, and Ricky Fowler match. I mean, you know, I'm watching it, and it's fun to see golf on TV again, but I'm like, really? I mean, this is, like, so boring. They're not playing for anything. You know, this charity versus that charity, both good charities. 
I mean, I, I just knew this was going to be be good. Now, they, 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 they had some lucky moments, and we'll, we'll talk about that. But I, I, I think it came out great. Now, I, I got to give you a full disclosure on this, this thing. Um, my friend, uh, BZ, Brian Zer, he's the one who produced this uh, match. He put it all together. Uh, he put it together and with Phil Mickelson. He's good friends with Phil, plays a lot of golf with Phil. Uh, BZ's a, uh, a producer, a television producer. He actually produced the show Ray Donovan. I'm sure a lot of people know about that. Uh, a great movie last year, uh, Escape from Denimora is another uh, special. It was a four-part special that he he produced. A true story, by the way. It was a very, very uh, good uh, documentary or movie or whatever whatever you want to call it. But BZ produced this, so I, you know, I'm I'm cheering for my friend. But I, I knew a lot of the stuff that they had that was going to be, you know, going on. He, you know, kind of swore me to secrecy. But when he first told me about this match, and he said, "We're gonna we're gonna put this match together. It's going to be all for charity." Uh, you know, he, he thought they're going to raise, you know, ten million dollars, which was. You know, I think I think they raised five million, which is a great great thing. They made, they raised five million with the, with a match with uh, Ricky Fowler and and uh, Roy McIlroy and uh, Dustin Johnson and Matthew Wolf, uh, Taylor made driving relief. But he said we're we're going to do this thing, uh, we're going to do it right. I mean, we're spending a ton of money on production. We're not just running out there with a, a couple cameras. And and I, I thought the production value was was great. And we're going to raise a lot of money for charity. Well, they end up raising $20 million uh, or, or probably more than that. Because I don't know if they're counting all that all-in challenge money, uh, the money they're going to raise from auctioning off the golf carts. All the players were in golf carts and, you know, Tiger had his TW cart and Phil had his Phil Mickelson cart and, you know, Tom Brady, the, the TB12 card. And then uh, Peyton Manning had his dressed up with all his, his different teams he's played for, college team, Tennessee, and, you know, the – uh, Broncos and the Colts and I mean it was it was a I, I thought it was cool I mean I, I just I just thought it was 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 fantastic the, the charities that have been I mean, and all the charities are great yeah but uh, one of them was a direct relief uh, supporting uh, frontline workers another one was the uh, American Red Cross and Peyton Manning wore the the shirt to uh, Support the American Red Red Cross. You know their emergency assistance and disaster relief. And another one of the charities was the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Foundation, which supports small businesses. And then uh, the All in, in Challenge, which is working to eliminate uh, f- food insecurity. And and that was you know obviously a a a great thing. I mean, a lot, a lot of stuff went on, went on during the, the match to help that out. I mean, number one was was Russell Wilson. I mean, my goodness, you know, he he calls in and and says anybody inside of twelve feet, I'm going to give a hundred thousand meals on this uh, par three, the last one on the back nine, and and you know, sure enough, Brady hits his you know best iron by far of the day, and he's got it in there, you know, three or four feet, and and. And then Phil hits it inside of of twelve feet, and then Peyton Manning knocks it in there closer than all of them. I mean, one hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand meals for charity, and Russell Wilson's just that's another hundred thousand. That's another hundred thousand. I mean, that was that was great. I mean, it was just uh, it, it was just a, a a great moment. I mean, I, I I just I thought this whole thing came off great. I loved it. I know TNT loved it. They were fired up about it. 
and uh, you know feel good about how the, the the whole thing came off. Now I don't know if that means there's going to be a a match three. I, I, I get the impression that uh, you know this this might be it for for Tiger. I mean this was a special deal, uh, raising money for uh, all these different great charities you know, to you know support those charities and the whole uh, you know COVID uh, pandemic. I, you know, I, I don't know if this is something that'll will happen again, but I'm I'm sure there'll be other ideas that people come up with, and I know there's other ideas that my friend uh, BZ is work is working on, and you know, I'm, I think some will be golf related, some will be other other uh, maybe sports related, but this was a I, I thought this was just a, a a great event, and I you know I mean it was nice to see that the PJ Tour got behind it a little bit because. At first, I was wondering, you know, what was going on. You couldn't find anything on the PGA Tour's website, uh, you know, and, until three or four days before. I, I, I talked to uh, I talked to someone, and they told me, okay, well, the tour's gonna gonna start putting stuff up there. I mean, I mean, they must have something. I mean, they they were they were like really slow approving this thing for Phil and Tiger to play in it. I've talked about this before that when the players when the PJ Tour players play, they have to get a release from the tour and get the tour's permission to do this things like this. Now, you know, that to me should just be an absolute rubber stamp deal. Uh you're raising money for for charity, you're going to raise 20 million dollars for charity. Uh we're the PJ Tour, we're a nonprofit organization. Uh, we're not going to be raising money for charity and because we're not going to have any fans at tournaments. And by the way, that's the way it's going to be when the tour uh, steps up and starts playing in, in two weeks at, uh, you know, Colonial, the, the Charles Schwab, uh, whatever it's called, championship or challenge or whatever. The Charles Schwab tournament in uh, Fort Worth, Texas. There's not going to be any fans, so there won't be any corporate pavilions. So there, you know, really, I don't think there's going to be any money for charity. I don't know. I don't know where the money's going to come from charity because, as far as I know, and what I've I've seen and what I've read, is that the tour is going to pay uh, full purses out. So if if they're going to pay full purses to the players, I mean, where's the money going to come from charity? So they should have been bending over backwards to support this great, you know, event, this match, the match two. Uh, you know, uh, the the champions for charity, they should have been bending over backwards to support their two best players or their two, certainly, you know, obviously Tiger's the best player, but Phil is, is you know, is right there. I mean, he's, you know, he's one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah, he's not on Tiger's level. We all know that, but, you know, he's he's pretty darn good for for running second behind Tiger. I can I can tell you that. And in the, the, the tour, you know, it should have been all over. Well, finally they were. And now, you know, all of a sudden you go on there and you know, I was looking last night and then, you know, today and you look and you see all this this uh, stuff from the match. And, of course, now they're, you know, uh, probably basking in the, the glory of the fact that they're, they've raised $20 million for charity, which, you know, it, it I mean, that reflects well on the PGA Tour because it is is their players. And, you know, the thing that I can't ever figure out is, is how, why they call these players independent contractors. And then, you know, they, they don't give them a release immediately when they want to raise $20 million for charity. It's kind of, kind of just beyond me. I mean, even if they wanted to 
you know, raise money for themselves or playing something for themselves, they should get a release for it. My goodness, for all that Tiger Woods has done for the, the PGA Tour, but, you know, okay, that's another subject for, you know, another time. Although I go back to that subject a lot because it, it's, it's something that, you know, I, I just really, really don't understand. But but this match, I think, came off great. Uh, it was, uh, you know, well done, uh, you know, c- compared to the the uh Taylor made drive and relief. It was just night and day. I mean, you just you can't com- compare. Well, the the icon status of these these players. I mean, you know, I mean, we we went through this last week. I mean, Matthew Wolf's won one tournament, a great you know f- future player maybe. Uh, Ricky Fowler's won five tournaments. You know, Rory was the and, and Dustin, you know, number one and, and former number one and, and great players and, and this and that. But but not even in the same ballpark as any of these these four. Not not even the same stratosphere as any of these uh, four players that that played yesterday in 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 this this match. And I think it just uh, it came out came out great. Well, we we know that you know that the tour. Uh, has a big contract with CBS and NBC, and TNT's not part of that. And I'm sure there was, you know, they were a little bitter that TNT just, you know, snatched in and got this deal and got the, you know, two great uh, legends in football and the the great, uh, you know, Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson. And next thing you know, they've got got something that I don't know what the ratings are. We'll see them. You know, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll we'll know today what the ratings are. But I, I gotta imagine it's huge, despite the fact, despite the fact that when you you analyze it and you look at it, this was on TNT. This uh, Champions for Charity was on TNT, which is a far cry from being on on CBS. And if you if you if you sit there and analyze it, uh, the the difference between CBS and TNT. It, it it's it's huge in terms of the amount of households that they're in. I think you're, they're in about half the households. TNT's in half the households that uh, that NBC's sees in, and it might even be less than that. Is so when you compare the ratings, and the ratings were decent for the the Taylor Made Drive and Relief. I mean, they were like a, a, a Sunday on the PGA Tour. Of course, it was the first thing that had been on for a, a long time. I think they compared it to a Sunday in 2019 on the PGA Tour. But that is, uh, you know, nothing compared to uh, what what they they got uh, yesterday for this Champions for Charity. It was uh, it, it was what I call the big boy match. You know, I mean, uh, it, this was there was nothing little league about it. I thought it was, uh, you know, f- just fantastically done, uh, especially when you compare it to what they did the week before. And I and I knew that was going to look like that. I knew that when they did that match, they threw that match together with. Uh, you know, Rory and Ricky and, and Dustin Johnson and Matthew Wolf. And I, I mean, it's just things. This is going to be a thrown together thing. Uh, you know, the production value was was just very, very lacking. Uh, not much of a use of, of uh, you know, personalities calling in, you know, emailing in, texts in, whatever, whatever, you know, they needed to do to put people on Twitter to, to get some reaction. And, you know, the interviews were awful. Uh, of course, I, granted, they didn't have much to work with. I mean, you, you got a lot to work with when you got Peyton Manning and you got a lot to work with when you got Phil Mickelson and, you know, and, you know, Tiger and, and Brady. I mean, you got you got two goats. So, you don't know, anything you get out of them is going to be is going to be good. People are going to listen to it. But, uh, you know, you don't you don't have much to work with on that uh, driving relief 
uh, deal in terms of interviews, but uh, you know, it, uh, it really, it really showed. I think it was just, it was just absolutely fantastic. So I'm going to get into, uh, uh, some of the things that I, I, I really, uh, liked about this in terms of the the uh production value i'm going to talk about that first we're going to get to the golf we're going to get to um the analysis of of that i want i got some analysis of all the players uh games uh i got some analysis of what i would tell uh the guys when they were struggling as the amateurs struggle a little bit and of course they were asking everybody's opinion on uh on, on television so I'll, I'll get i'll get into that and uh, more more analysis uh, when when we we come back on the Hank Eddy podcast. We'll take a break here from our sponsors. We'll be right back right after this. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport, and I'm Kibi Rappaport, and together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality podcast. podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mm. 
All right, so let's talk about the, some of the production from the uh, match, the uh, champions for, for charity. Uh, I, I, I knew right away this was going to be, like, good because I just I just liked the whole thing was set up at the beginning. You know, players on the, on the range warming up, um, you know, a little conversation, Amanda Balionis getting an interview with him. I thought this Brian Anderson did a good job sitting in for Ernie Johnson. That was, uh, you know, a, a big seat to fill. Ernie's, Ernie's a, a, a legend and has done golf before. No, Brian's done, done golf too, but, but, uh, not like, like Ernie has. I thought Ernie Johnson's, uh, story, that he did about uh, everybody coming together and, you know, hope and, and uh, telling his, his family story was just absolutely fantastic. I mean, that was, I, I, just, I felt like that was so well done. I mean, it just, it, it was absolutely just brilliant. And I don't know if he writes that whole thing. I know he, he, he clearly reads it and acts it out. But that was a great piece. I mean, I, I like those kind of you know p- pieces, but that was a really, really, really good piece. I mean, I, th- I thought that was was fantastic. Uh, I, I loved the who they had in the in the booth. I thought I thought Trevor Immelman did did a good job. It was no surprise when he, when they had the first picks and okay, who's going to win? I mean, I like he, he's he he loves Tiger Woods so much. I mean, there's like. 0.0 chance he wasn't going to pick Tiger to win. Now, I mean, when I saw the interview that they did with the uh, Phil Mickelson, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and, and Tiger, I thought, oh, boy, there's there's no way Tiger's not going to win because I could just tell how, like, unsure of his golf ability uh, Tom Brady was. But uh, I, I thought Trevor Lumen did good. I thought... Uh, Charles Barkley is always great. I mean, of course, he's one of my you know favorite people in the whole world. I think he, he just does a an absolutely you know fan, fantastic job, and he's just a, a great guy to have on stuff like this because no matter what happens, and the match started off slow. There's no doubt about that. The you know Brady was having a hard time getting going, and Charles is like, I think I could beat him, and uh, you know it, it, he'll always add something no no matter no matter what what happens. But I, I thought those two guys were were, were really good. Amanda Bellionis is a is an absolute uh, superstar. I mean, she just is. I mean, she's you know I, I worked with Amanda Bellionis at uh, Callaway, and she did all of their Callaway stuff, and uh, she's she's incredible. I mean, Harry Arnett, who who was the marketing director at Callaway, is the one that got her to come over to to Callaway, and. She is such a superstar, and everybody could see it just from the stuff she did with, with Callaway. She used to be on the PGAtour.com. She went over to Callaway uh, and, and you know became a, an absolutely known superstar. And then the next thing you know, uh, the CBS hires her, and she's just done an absolutely incredible job. She's, she's, she's phenomenal. And I thought Justin Thomas did great. I mean, I thought he was he was he was great. I mean, I, uh, one of my friends said to me, you know, the only thing that could have made it better was if they had more Justin Thomas. I thought he was he was great. Now, now, you know, he, he had never done it before. Uh, his and I know what that's like. Never, you know, never doing something before on on TV. His first on camera 
uh, you know, deal that he did. It was just, you know, a minute or so, but I, I thought he, he did fantastic with that, especially for a guy with not a lot of experience. I guess he, he you know, has, has studied uh, communications at, at Alabama, but but still, I mean, I, it, that's not like getting on, you know, live television with, you know, Tiger Woods and Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and Phil Mickelson and, you know, millions of people watching. I mean, it, it, it's a little different ball game. Yeah, not not to mention you know a, a legend in broadcasting like Charles Barkley. I mean, I I, th- I thought Justin Thomas did did fantastic. I thought he was he was great. I mean, just great. I thought he added some good insight. And you know, I mean, for, certainly for the first time, we've seen when people have tried this for the first time before and it hasn't gone too good. I thought he he uh, he handled himself really good. Of course, he picked Tiger. He's a, he's you know. He's a big Tiger fan. You know he's going to – I'm like, what's he going to do? And they say, who who you think is going to win? There's no chance in the world he's going to pick Phil Mickelson. I mean, he's like friends with Tiger. You know, but Charles has always loved Phil. So he he, he picked Phil and, and and Tom Brady. And, and of course, we know that, uh, you know, that Tiger and, and, and Peyton Manning were prohibitive favorites. I mean, they're huge favorites in this deal. And, you know, they, they, they ended up winning, but it was, it was close. I mean, it was a, it was a, a, a close, close call at the end, but I, I just, I, I thought everybody that they had, uh, you know, just did a, a, a great job. I, I, I mean, I really, really did. Now, you know, people will pick on some of the technical difficulties that they had and they had a, a couple, I thought, you know, when that, that first, uh, deal and they're going down the I think going down the first fairway and Brian Anderson's trying to ask Tiger a question Tiger's in his cart and Tiger's not answering him I thought oh here we go already this stuff's not working and and you know they tested this I mean you know they tested it yesterday or day before whenever they you know had their rehearsal deal they tested the whole thing out and it worked fine. And then all of a sudden you get on the first hole and something doesn't work. Well, I mean, it's, it, listen, they, they were not dealt an easy hand. I mean, let's, let's be realistic here. I mean, it was absolutely pouring. I mean, pouring, pouring rain. And, you know, they maybe had a little trouble with some of the, the, the audio, but you got four guys and four separate cards with all these different cameras. Can you imagine what, what, with the producer and Jeff Newbarth was producing us and he did a great job. But can you imagine what Jeff Newbarth was looking, uh, you know, at in the truck with all these different different cameras from uh, all these different players and the audio and, and this that and, and and you know I I kind of got the feeling that you know I don't know I got the feeling that Tiger could hear him, but he, he didn't maybe he wasn't wasn't in the mood to respond or I, I don't I don't really know what happened there but you know it was, it was weird but it's weird that that Phil could always hear him okay and it, it was weird that uh, Peyton Manning could always hear him because he always responded when they asked him a question and and it was weird that you know Tom Brady you know could hear him uh, but you know the the two that responded the most were were Phil and 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 Peyton Manning. Now I would think that if there was a problem with Tiger's audio, they would have fixed it on the on the first hole. You know I don't I don't really know what the deal was there, but but you're going to have some issues, and especially on a day like that when it was raining. I, I I thought you know overall, I mean I thought it was it was it was great. I thought the contests were great. You know they had the the, the great contest, the par threes. The, the you know the the hole in ones and you know there was a couple shots that guys hit you know that probably when they hit it like I think Phil Mickelson you know hit you know one or two shots that when he hit it he thought okay that's got a chance 
I'm sure Peyton Manning's shot on the back nine part three. He probably looked at that and said, maybe that's got a chance. I mean, you know, it, hole ones are, are few and far between. So, I mean, the $25 million home would, you know, would be great TV if it happened. Brady did hole out the shot from 160 yards in the fairway, which really got the whole thing going. There's no no doubt about that. But the par three contest, at least they had, you know, closest to the pin for charity. And that was that was cool. Like, who's going to win the closest? But the long drives, I mean, they had uh, one for the pros, one for the amateurs. Okay, well, you know, uh, it's kind of surprised they didn't do it like they did it at the uh, TaylorMade Drive and Relief. TaylorMade Drive and Relief was just as far as you can hit it, just haul off. Well, I, I, I bet Tiger wouldn't agree to that. I bet he wouldn't agree to that with Phil. It's a, you know, Phil's got the, the big, long swing, big, long driver. And uh, as he calls it, he hits the bombs. And I bet he wouldn't agree to a long drive without having to hit the fairway. Now, the fairways were wide out there. Yeah, but uh, certainly starting off, Phil had a, a hard time time hitting him. But but Tiger wins the first long drive because he just gets it in the fairway. Phil hits it over in the bushes. And then Tom Brady, who tees off with the three with the whole time, you know, he snuck it a yard by – uh, Peyton Manning. There's no roll out there. He's using a three. Would he hit a 221? Peyton Manning hit a 220. Not very far for for either one of them. But th- th- I thought those uh, contests were good. I thought it was pretty cool when when uh, Phil, uh, you know, was was you know well always bannering back and forth and you know about the about what was going on. I thought I thought he was great about that. I like I like Charles Barkley jumping in there and saying, I'll. Uh, I'll give you twenty five thousand to the you know charity uh, if Tom Brady can hit the green, and then he changed it to fifty thousand. Then he did it again on on another hole. I mean that was that was cool. Uh, Brooks Kepka saw how bad Tom Brady was playing, and I don't know if he wanted to motivate him or what, but he he said a hundred thousand dollars we make a par on the front nine, and right after that, uh, Tom Brady holes out. And, and and that was actually right after Charles Barkley had given him, you know, an, an earful about how he was playing. And, you know, he thought he could beat him and everything. And and I I know for a fact that they were like, you know, in the truck, they were telling uh, Charles, you know, they're in Charles, you know, they all got earpieces. So they're in, they're, they're yelling at Charles to, you know, give Brady, give Brady the business. And I mean, how perfectly timed could that be when somebody in the truck is telling uh, Charles Barkley to give Brady the business and then they give Brady the business. And the next thing you know, he holds out the shot uh, from 100, 160 yards. And I mean, that just that just made the I mean, that that got that guy that got him in the, the match. I thought that was that was pretty cool. And they said, uh, welcome, welcome to the to the match. Uh, but that's pretty much, uh, you know, what it was. That that was the start of of him uh, him being there, and he and he you know, played played great from there. And then the Russell Wilson uh, deal, I thought that was just uh, cool. I mean, you know, he he calls in, they got him on the uh, the the you know Skype or whatever, and he says, you know, hundred thousand meals if anybody gets it inside of twelve feet, and you know he gets it inside of twelve feet, and then. The next one goes inside of twelve feet, and I thought, you know, I mean, most I think most people thought Brian Anderson thought, okay, that's just that's that's a hundred thousand meals. I mean, that's a pretty darn good donation. I don't know what that costs, but it, it's it's a lot. And then, you know, the the next ball goes inside of 12, 12 feet, and and Russell Wilson doesn't blink an eye, and he's just like, that's two hundred thousand meals. And then the next one's inside of, inside of there, and he says, that's three hundred thousand meals. And like, and Charles Barkley brought up a good point. I mean, who would have thought? 
that the only one, the worst shot on the par three and the only one, after, after all the golf we'd watched so far, all the way through that, that match, how many holes, 15 holes or whatever, uh, who would have thought that the only one that doesn't get inside of 12 feet, I mean, what would the odds been on that? Would have been uh, Tiger Woods. But I, I, I thought the contests were good. Everything, everything was, was, was really, really, really good. You know, it's, it's hard to, to put players together. And I, I said this at that tailor-made driving relief deal. I, I said, you know, you, you, you put these players together and they've got nothing to play for. I mean, if they win, the money goes to, you know, their charity. And if they, the other team wins, the money goes to their charity. And they're both great charities. I mean, it, it doesn't, it, you know, it, it, there's, nothing to, there's nothing to play for. I mean, there's really not anything. There wasn't any, I mean, there wasn't really any pride factor because, it, first off, it's not really a match. When you have a skins game like that, it's just all luck. I mean, it, all you can do is win the right hole. I mean, Ricky Fowler made seven birdies. He was clearly the, the best player that day. And, you know, he he lost because it was a, you know, skins game. And a skins game is, is not a, you know, it's not a competition. It's a, that's something you play when you're out there with your buddies. It gives everybody a chance. So even if you're having the worst day of your life, you know, you may win a carryover skin on a hole and you might, you know, you might win a hole. So it, it kind of keeps everybody in the game, even when they're having a, a terrible day. But, you know, this was a, this was a, you know, a legitimate match. Best ball on the front nine. It didn't involve the amateurs a, a lot, although Peyton Manning uh, had some some good holes and, you know, he contributed, but Brady certainly, you know, didn't until his hole out. And then the back nine, the alternate shot. And who would have thought that uh, Brady, the way that he played on the front nine and Phil hitting drives all over the place on the front nine, who would have thought that they, you know, would be able to you know, win the back nine. They won the back nine, two up on an alternate shot. I mean, it was, just, it was pretty, pretty darn, darn impressive. So I, I, I thought, I thought the whole thing was uh, was great. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see every everybody's, buddy's reaction. I've already got uh, some reaction that uh, I want to react to, uh, and that is um, what I saw on, uh, on, on PGAtour.com. So we'll do that when we come back. We'll take a break. Uh, hear from our sponsors, including Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. You've heard me talk about voodoo pain relief cream. I know, you know, people probably like Hank talks about this all the time. Matter of fact, I played pickleball uh, with some people the other day and I, and, and they said, I hear you. I've heard you talk about that on your podcast about, you know, voodoo pain relief cream. They said, does it really work as good as you said? And I'm like, I wouldn't tell you that if it, if it didn't. Matter of fact, I got a story for you on on the, the voodoo pain relief cream. Uh, I was playing on Saturday. I tweaked my left knee. I mean, I, you know, and I, I just had uh, bilateral knee replacement uh, in November. So I'm like six months into bilateral knee replacement. I did something to my knee. And the next thing you know, it was all swelled up and I couldn't even, I could only bend it to maybe like 90 degrees. When you come out of knee replacement surgery, they want to get you to 135 degrees of, of bend. And that's where I've been. But I did something. My knee's swollen up. I could only get to, to 90 degrees. And I, I put my uh, voodoo pain relief cream on. I, I used the pain relief cream and the sports cream. I put them both on there together. And, I, you know, I, I, I did it a couple times. I mean, I, I, I got to admit, I, you know, I used, used quite a bit. And I, I put that on there. And within an hour, my flexion on my knee was uh, about 
when I, it was probably at 125 degrees. So I, I probably gained, I gained 35 degrees of flexion. And all that was is from the, the swelling going down, the inflammation. So anyway, if you've got aches and pains, arthritis pain, back pain, shoulder pain, whatever it is, try the Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. Go to the website, voodoopainrelief.com. You can get a free two-week supply. Try it out, and you'll I'm telling you, you'll get great results. Whatever ailment you got that's ailing you, 50 million Americans suffer from chronic pain. I know you got something. So try it out. VoodooPainRelief.com. All right. We'll be right back on the Hank Any Podcast. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm gonna talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic, and then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let me react to a, a, a couple of the, the great moments in the uh, Champions for Charity match. 
<laughs> the, fir the first one I'm going to react to was um, well Brady's whole out. I mean that was that, that was incredible. He, he's he's hearing it from Charles Barkley, and of course everybody is on Charles because he's got maybe the worst golf swing in the world when he has that big hitch going. And, and you know it's like the ultimate like jab when if Charles says I think I could beat him you know I mean because because people like think Charles is like the, the the worst golfer ever but did you see after the 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 match was was over where uh, you know and when Tiger and and Peyton Manning had won and and Phil and and Tom Brady had lost by one and they got their you know check they're standing there holding the check and had the last interview from Amanda Bellionis. And they got twenty million dollars to give the charity. Well, they got Charles Barkley. He was going to play the 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 eighteenth hole for uh, I think two hundred thousand. If he makes a, a bogey, two hundred thousand dollars would go to charity. Well, they they had shot this earlier in the day, and one of the reasons they did that is because you know they didn't know how the day was going to go. I mean, maybe they would run out of uh, you know time with the the rain or. You know, anything could happen. The players would play fast and they'd get done. So they wanted to have some backup. So so what happened was is it ended up, you know, taking a long time to play with the rain and everything. And they were almost out of daylight. And they had Charles playing the 18th. They, they had hyped that up. So they'd hyped up that Charles was going to play the 18th hole after the, after the match. And they'd filmed it, I'm sure, of, of this. They'd filmed it a few different ways. One, a real long version where they drug it out for maybe, you know, 15 minutes or so. And then they filmed it and cut it up into a really short version if if they were out of time because they had to show it because they had they had, they had hyped it up. And I was proud of Charles because he didn't he didn't hitch. You know, he's had this hitch in his swing forever. I remember when he was on my show, the the Haney Project, on the Golf Channel, and he had the the hitch in his downswing, and you know, we we made some progress, but not not all. That's that. You know, I don't. You know, I'm I'm assuming it was one take. I I I, th I thought his swing looked good. Uh, Charles doesn't hitch on the drive range, but when he gets on the golf course, does. But but I mean, I know he didn't. You know, make bogey. He didn't win the two hundred thousand. He, he three putted. But the fact that he swung and didn't hitch, I mean, I, I was literally, you know, I mean, I'm such a big Charles Barkley fan and I just, I just love the guy. And by the way, he loves golf. He loves, and golf loves him. You know, I, I, I watched Charles in action when he has played up at uh, Tahoe at the American Century Celebrity Classic year, year after year after year. And he'll get the biggest galleries. He's got, you know, the most people cheering for him. Uh, the, the people just love him. I mean, and he, he's one of the most charitable guys, uh, one of the best guys, takes pictures with every person, says hello to every person. I mean, you know, he loves golf, and I'm telling you, golf, golf loves him. And I, you know, and for all the ribbon that Charles gets about his golf swing and everything, I know that that, you know, he would just love to be able to get up there and hit the golf ball. And you know what? And that and the last when he played that that 18th hole. He did. Now he had a you know pull grounder on his, his tee shot, but the second shot was pretty good. Third shot was on the green. No hitch on any of the three shots. I mean that is a 
a great accomplishment for him. So that was a, that was a, a, a big, big highlight for me. I thought the, the, the uh, one really great Tiger Phil moment was when Phil, they were, they were doing the one club challenge. So they, they played that one hole with one club, which was pretty cool, by the way. I mean, it's a fifth hole, short par four, and they pick one. Everybody had to pick one club to play with. Now, this was a good idea. I mean, this makes, you know, this is well. Obviously, you can't do that at a PGA Tour event, but it's one of the things that makes golf more fun. You know, what's wrong with making golf more fun? I mean, that that this was a fun event to watch the the uh, Champions for Charity match. So, so they're they're playing the the hole with one club. Tiger picks a forearm, which was interesting pick. And I think what his thought process was is, is you know, I'll hit a foreign off the tee and that will leave me, uh, you know, I can hit a foreign on my second shot. I guess that's what he was thinking is foreign, foreign. Now, Phil seemed to disagree with that. He thought that, uh, you know, that was too much club to hit two foreigns. Well, Tiger doesn't have any problem taking something off of it. You know, he doesn't have to hit everything full. And he hit it right on the green. It was two, two great shots. But Phil had elected to hit a six iron. And the reason he wanted to hit a six iron is, is that if by chance he missed the green, if he missed the green and had to play a shot out of a bunker or whatever, he knew a six iron would be easier, not easy, but easier to play out of a bunker than a foreign. What they would have to do, both those guys, is they'd have to get real low, get their hands real low, lay the club wide open, and then they'd play the, the shot that way. I think Tiger was probably thinking, well, it'd be easier to putt with a straighter face club. It'd be easier to putt with a four iron than it would be with a six iron. And Phil thought, okay, I'm going to hit a six iron. And in order for me to get it there in two shots, I'm going to have to do a low hook, you know, turn the face down, take the loft off the club, hit a low hook on the first six iron. And if I do that, then that will give me the, a, a chance to to get you know the the next six iron on the green, and if I happen to miss the green, I've got a club that's easier to hit a sand shot or a pitch shot with. So that that was was probably the the case. So anyway, Phil yeah, ends up hooking it too much, and then he punches out of the trees, and he's over on the the, the cart path, and Tiger's ball's on the green, and Phil in the past has as Asked people to mark their ball if it was in their way. And, you know, he was going for a shot to hole it out. And if the ball was in his way, he'd ask him to mark it. So in a jokingly way, he asked Tiger if he would go mark his ball up there. And, and Tiger's like looking at him like, you know, you're a hundred and you know, how far away? And my ball is on the green. And, it, you know, the chances are that you're going to hit it are like, you know, very, very slim. No, I'm not going to mind. And then anyway, Tiger quips back at him. Do you want me to use one of my uh, U.S. Open medals to uh, mark it? And, and the, you know, the joke there is, is that, you know, Phil's never won the U.S. Open. And so it's the one one major he's he's never won. And, and Phil, with a great comeback, goes, yeah, use one of your uh, your gold medals because that's what you, they give you a trophy and a gold medal for winning the U.S. Open. Uh, and Phil says, I don't have any gold ones. I got a bunch of silver ones because he's, he's come second a, a bunch of times at the, at, at the U.S. Open. I thought that was, a, that was a, a good one. Phil Mickelson's quick. I mean, he's quick. I mean, you know, and, in, and Peyton Manning's quick. I mean, those two guys are great. I mean, you know, that, that didn't come as a big surprise. But it was it was good to have four people on it. You know, last time they had the match, you had Tiger and 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 Phil, 
and here's what was wrong. One, Phil will talk, but Tiger doesn't talk a lot. And if you got one guy going, that's not enough. Uh, they were walking before, and if you walk, it takes too long to get your golf ball, and there's too much dead time where somebody's got to say something. And these guys were in these souped-up golf carts. The golf carts were going fast, so they they would talk. They'd hit the shot. They'd maybe talk again, and then boom, they're to the they're to the golf ball, and maybe they say something in between, but you know, not necessarily because it was faster to get to the golf ball. That was a good move. I think you know people said, "Oh, they should all walk like like they did at the uh, you know the TaylorMade Drive and Relief." Well, I mean, when you walk, well, you got all this dead time in there where nobody's you know saying anything, and then you got you know somebody popping in there to try and pry something out of them every once in a while. But I just I just thought it it, it it worked a lot better. But but when you have four players and two of them are are gonna really talk and Peyton Manning can talk and Mickelson can talk, I just I just thought I I thought the the, the thing uh, you know I thought it just came out great. I mean I was uh, I was all all for it. I, I thought a, a, another you know good Peyton Manning moment was when he kept changing his hats. He want, he didn't want to leave anybody out. He wanted to represent everybody at his. Uh, New Orleans had on, and Indiana had on, uh, you know, Denver had on. I mean, I don't know what he had. He just, you know, of course, it was pouring rain, but he kept pulling out new hats. And, you know, that was smart. Um, you know, Phil Mickelson's a genius with when, when he uh, did the deal with Workday on the, the second on the long drive hole. And, you know, he, he had just gotten a call from the, CEO of Workday and they were going to up what they were going to pay for the long drive. And, you know, Phil plugged in Workday, you know, three or four times to, to give them, you know, a nice plug for their charitable donation and obviously for their sponsorship of him. I, you know, he, he's a, he's a master. I mean, he really is. He's a master with uh, social media. He's great at it. He's a master on TV. And, um, you know, it, it, it showed, I, I think the, um, uh, the the match was a, a, a huge success. Can't wait to to see what the, what the numbers are, and uh, what uh, you know people's reactions are. I'm going to talk some more about the uh, my analysis of the golf and the some of the reaction uh, from social media uh, on uh, on tomorrow's podcast. But uh, for today, um, you know what I th- I knew it was going to be great. And it was. I hope everybody enjoyed it like 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 I did. All right. Remember, uh, if you want to get better at golf, my new book is out, How to Play Better Golf Today, Lessons of a Lifetime. I've also uh, got uh, tips at my HaneyUniversity.com. Now, if you go on to HaneyUniversity.com and you sign up, you you know put your email address in, you will receive my, my, my free golf tips. And that's a, a, a great way, obviously, for you to... Um, improve your game. We also have uh, a special deal in there. You know, there was an article uh, on uh, jeffshackford.com and he was talking about how, uh, you know, with the, the COVID-19, like everybody's out of toilet paper and paper towels and push carts, like push cart. Put, I mean, I've talked about put these push carts a couple of times. The, the push carts are the like biggest craze now in golf. Like, like people want a social distance. People are walking. They don't want to carry their clubs. So they're, they're using push carts. And you can't buy a push cart anywhere. Well, it just so happens that, that 
I have on my Haney University site, and, and the the best push cart there is. I've tried. I, I, matter of fact, I got a video of on there of me using that. It's called the Quick Fold, and it is it's absolutely fantastic. It is so light, it's so easy to operate. One button, you know, sets it up. It, it's it's easy to right out of the box. It's it's simple to set up. Just to, you know, you just click the wheels on. It, it's 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 absolutely fantastic product. It's called the Quick Fold. And you can't get them anywhere. Go on Amazon.com, and you 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 can't find it. You you can't get one. And and when you look at the price, it'll be it'll be three hundred eighty nine dollars. Go on my Haney University website, HaneyUniversity.com, and I got a special deal for everybody on there. It's two. It's uh, three forty nine. Three forty nine, uh, shipping included. You go on you go on Amazon. It's it's three eighty nine. You got to pay shipping. So it's three forty nine, shipping included, and we we've we've got them got them in stock. So that's a anybody looking for a push cart, that's where you where you're going to go get get that too. And sign up at HaneyUniversity.com. All right, if you got any questions, email them in to, to HankHaneyGolf at Outlook Follow me on Twitter. We've got a lot of great reaction uh, yesterday from uh, the Champions for Charity match. Follow me on Twitter at Hank Haney, and make sure you hit the follow button on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, or your Apple Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, hit the follow button and we'll show up every day on the Hank Any Podcast. Hope everybody has a great day. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on the Hank Any Podcast. Thanks for tuning into the Hank Any Podcast. Listen, follow, rate, and share on iTunes, on the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can make your thoughts and questions heard by emailing the show at hankhaneygoff at outlook.com. And you can also tweet me directly by sending your tweets to at Hank Haney on Twitter. The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. 
Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 